0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal.
0: I'm Brett Palantini. Believe it or not, I'm hosting Southside Sox. Down on the Farm podcast, number eight. The guy who's always with me, can't shake him. It's Darren Black. He's with us. Thank you for... Thank you for joining, Darren. Uh, a little bit of administrative work here. We were off last week. Uh, Darren had a little bit of congestion. Listen, it's COVID protocol. We did have to put him on IL yeah. just for a couple <laughs> days. He got tested. Everything's cool. He's back to full health as you can see. Smiling, hatless, so he's just he's he's letting the free flag, yeah. flag uh, fly. Uh, you know, not representing Charlie. He's still waiting for the Cannonballers cap. Canapolis, would you get on that cap for him because yeah. he needs the candy Weird cap. Thing. Uh, That is really the key to getting probably at least within (laughs) 20 games under 500. (laughs) Sorry, Kadapolis, just sort of got a giggle. Uh, But anyway, hey, everything's good. We did miss miss last week, but we're back. We're going to have a fun little show for you here with a little bit of an eye toward the trade deadline. Uh, We're going to tackle that probably in the second half. We're going to run real quick, Darren, through, I guess, maybe some of our weekly MVPs. Now we're talking about five affiliates because the newly named... (laughs) Austin City Limits League is uh, in play. Arizona Complex League is underway. Uh, the White Sox entry—they only have one entry. Not really sure why they don't need more teams, Darren. But uh, the one entry is playing about 500 ball. a Couple nice performances. Uh, but really, when it comes down to it, this is just—I mean, we're this is like high school stats. I mean, it's, it's nothing to really get too yeah. excited. Of all the affiliates, this is the one to get least excited about in terms of performance, in terms of wins and losses, because it's just these guys really have been away from the game for a while.
1: Yeah. Most of these or I shouldn't say most, but a lot of them are just uh, high school draft picks from 2020. And then uh, a lot of them are just making their first appearance uh, stateside from the Dominican summer league. Um, everyone is probably much younger than anybody listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, some of them were born in 2002. So if you don't want to feel bad about your age, don't go looking at the ACL <laughs> White Sox. But, yeah, most of these guys are really young. You won't see them anytime soon, but um, there's some decent names on that team. Uh, anything jump
0: out at you? Know, well, no, no. Let's, let's forget. Come on, they've played like four games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why don't the White Sox have, given that they've lost Great Falls? And I know you can't necessarily turn these things on a dime, but, oh, I don't know. They haven't played minor league ball since 2019. Why is there only one? Why do the White Sox not have more minor league teams? Why is there only one team in Arizona?
1: Yeah, I'm not – it kind of makes sense uh, right now, but the draft is next week, and then it's like, well, you are you really going to move some of these guys straight to Kannapolis? Um, like how they normally would do it, like round one, two, three guys, older college guys, are they just going to skip Arizona totally? Because um, it really is a jumbled up group already. Uh, most of the time when you're playing rookie leagues, uh, like, um, well, I was about to say AZL, but ACL and the Dominican Summer League, um, it's, all, it's not really guys getting everyday playing time and it, unless it's like Luis Robert or somebody like that. Um, so there's going to be a lot of mixing and match, matching. I'm not sure, not sure why they don't have an ACL 1 and 2 team. I, I would prefer that, but they, that's what they've decided to do. Maybe they just don't want these young guys to get injured and play too much. Uh, cuz it seems like injuries are a huge problem in other places but i would prefer two teams two rookie teams
0: yes this week on um, um uh the ACL program we have Logan Glass will be opening up for the Benjamin Baileys will be headlining uh yeah. uh this week uh on ACL um Okay, well, let's skip to. Uh, we'll have more to talk about these guys. Obviously, there's some really intriguing names. Benjamin Bailey uh, sort of was demoted, I guess you'd say, to Arizona. There's that's he's not the only guy. Uh, Dilmer Mejia was playing. He was playing higher than Canapolis, and he's 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 pitching there. Uh, so there's some interesting names, and you know, there's, it's certainly going to be stuff worth talking about. Um, But that said, let's move to Kanapolis, where they are still more than 20 games below 500. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) One day, your prediction, your confidence will be rewarded at some point, Darren. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, you had an intriguing observation in the uh, weekly write-up, which is linked in uh, this podcast post and is on site uh, this morning. And that is... Uh, that Brian Ramos who is the weekly MVP is a guy who you consider maybe to be as good or as impressive or more so than Jose Rodriguez and as uh, a top Jose Rodriguez fan I take great offense to that but no really I would yeah, like to know because clearly those two guys are great talents and I'm intrigued to know um, sort of how they do compare and, and the, the things you see in Ramos that makes him maybe even somebody to be more excited about.
1: Yeah, so Jose Rodriguez gets most of the attention, and deservedly so. He had a really hot uh, May. That's when the season started this year. Um, and but he and he doesn't really kind of slump normally, um, but he's pretty limited in uh, like his bat-to-ball skills, at least right now, in what he can do. Uh, he doesn't walk a ton, so BABIP is going to be really important. And he doesn't have – he has gap power. Um, he gets a lot of doubles and triples. Uh, but he doesn't really have that home run power and Brian, that's where Brian Ramos is kind of sets himself apart. Um, he, Ramos actually has a better WRC plus OPS than Jose Rodriguez right now, which is why that's kind of crept up on me. Uh, cause sure. Like Jose Rodriguez, middle infielder, like really hitting, uh, uh, like really big doubles all the time. Um, but Ramos has better plate discipline doesn't strike out. Um, uh, as, as much as you would think a 19, 20-year-old would in Kannapolis, Um and actually walks about two times more than Jose Rodriguez uh, to go along with that power. Um, he doesn't, he's, I don't think Ramos is ever going to be a guy that's going to hit 300, but that power and the ability to just get walks kind of outweighs everything else. And in the month of June, um, up till July 4th, he had a 142 WRC plus. So he's just really hitting the ball well. Um, and we might talk about him later for trade pieces. I don't know, but he's just doing really well at a great time right now. Um, and he's doing it at an age appropriate level too. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, uh, like a Yermin Mercedes last season or t- two years ago when he was playing in like Winston Salem and double A and just hitting the crap out of the ball. This is a guy that's actually age appropriate. Ramos
0: uh was or I thought thought was a third baseman. He's playing second base and is he yeah, DHing significantly? But he's, he's been
1: six. DHing significantly. I'm not sure if that's uh the scouts say that he's a pretty decent uh defender. I don't know if that's he has some injury issue or anything, or if he's just kinda lost that defensive ability or whatnot, but he's been playing mostly DH and then second. And I think he's only gotten in a couple of games at third. So he's not at his natural position right now. Um, so that's why Jose Rodriguez has been more at short recently. Um, but yeah, that's where he's at right now, second base.
0: And the fact he's been challenged with that, however big a challenge it is for him, uh, not necessarily affecting his offensive production has got to be, uh, even at a low eight level, uh, it's got to be a pretty nice sign too.
1: Yeah, no, whenever a player, any level, any including Major League Baseball, and they just switch positions, that's a lot of added pressure. That's a lot of new things. And if they're still doing well, that's fantastic. And the White Sox seem to just kind of just be hitting, like it's the only really good thing that they've been doing uh, defensively is just kind of putting guys out there and they're still hitting the ball well and maybe not doing too, too terribly a defense. Um, we can see that in both corner outfielders in Chicago right now with Gavin Sheets getting a lot of right and then Andrew Vaughn getting all of left. So it's just kind of an odd thing, but they just, these guys can hit and that's more important than playing defense most of the time because there's a spot where you can put the guys that can't really play defense.
0: All right. Let's skip um before we take a break and get into the the chunkier and more uh even more intriguing portion of Southside Sox on the Farm podcast number eight, Darren. Uh let's briefly stop in uh Winston-Salem where we're gonna talk a little bit about Yobert Sanchez. And I guess my my real question here is, um, because he's had a pretty sustained hot streak now for um probably about a couple of weeks, at least offensively. Hmm. How much do we need to take that with a grain given the fact that he is, uh, he's definitely not young for the level. Uh, should we, should that be tempered or because this is really some of his first stateside side action uh, does that sort of cancel out? And should we be still pretty excited that he's uh, putting together some offense, which maybe we didn't expect him to be able to uh, produce.
1: Yeah, no, I think we should still take like good heart, that he's actually hitting the ball. Well, um, now, it's mostly singles, um, not really a lot of power there, but we knew that already. We knew that they didn't have much power there, and uh, he's still not striking out a ton. It's gone up since he's been in Rookie League, but you do have to take into account that he's uh, 24, going up against guys that are two, maybe three years younger, so he's more mature. Um, he's just – and uh, he was known as a more polished guy when they signed him, too, you got to take that into account, um, but he's still getting the bat on the ball. He's still doing what he, what the scout said that he would do with the bat, maybe a bit better than what was previously known. Um, I'm not really sure why he's still in Winston-Salem at this point, unless they don't really think he's viable in the majors. Um, but then I don't know. I don't really know the reason why they would have signed him if that was the case. Um, but they should at least give him a chance in double-A sooner than later to at least prove to us uh, that he can hit guys that are probably more, relatable in skill level uh, and age level to him in AA. Um, And I hope they do that soon coming up with the all-star break.
0: Uh, Okay, Darren, you obviously had some um, time off just sitting in that hotel room, nothing to do while you're in the COVID protocol. So uh, a lot happened while uh, you were uh, gone, while you were at least briefly sidelined and- uh, we're jumping right to the Major League team here to say, listen, <laughs> Gavin Sheets, your guy, got called yeah. up and just hit okay. the ground running, cranking it. And Jake Berger had a pretty nice um, start as well, given that he was sort of pressing into action with the Yohan Makata injury. Uh, what are your, your thoughts about the fact that both of these guys uh, have have acquitted themselves fairly well uh, right, from, right from the jump?
1: Yeah, well, first off, it's fantastic that both of them are up. Uh, it's kind of odd that they're up for these reasons. Jake Berger is up after an Achilles, like a couple of Achilles injuries. Um, and then that no one really expecting him to be in the majors at all this season, just cause you know, he hadn't played professional right. baseball since <laughs> he 2017. He finished his
0: second month.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, but, and he hits the cover off the ball. And then Gavin Sheets, the guy they drafted out of first base that couldn't play another position is playing another position in right field. And I have, I mean, he doesn't look the most comfortable out there, but he hasn't made anything yeah. too. he hasn't made a terrible mistake yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's to be seen, obviously. But he's also doing really well with the bat. Um, he's doing things that he did triple A all along, not really striking out, getting the bat on the ball. He's showing a bit more power right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what he's always supposed to do. I don't know, like maybe it's because of the bat, maybe it's just like more loose now, not really sure. Uh, but he's looking real good. Uh, Jake Berger, I mean he was hustling to third. That was fun. Um, <laughs> I'm glad the Achilles didn't go on that run, but so that's at least fun. But just for all the bad the they've been playing these past couple of weeks, so those two guys have been really uh just kinda awesome spots so far.
0: We have a tendency to see the weaknesses in the system and the shallowness of the system. And I understand that when we find out that no team has had more first, more of their own first rounders playing um, actively this season than the White Sox. Uh, okay, I mean, I know that's almost that's a little bit of a trivia question, but at the same time, yeah. there's something there, yeah. and, and that's 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 pretty heartening. I mean, you do have to at least give a brief, if not an extended, um, tip of the cap. Uh, to the White Sox front office and a player personnel for some of the moves they made. I understand some of it's just maybe, you know, some of it may be dumb luck, too. But listen, it's not easy to get a guy into the major leagues. And the fact that White Sox mm-hmm. have uh, two handfuls worth, uh, really. Um, and some quickly, you got the twenty twenty first round pick who's been there for yeah, you know, yeah. second season. Uh, <laughs> it's was pretty quick. impressive, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, all that is, and it's not, uh, like you, you do have like a Zach birdie who's just kind of there to, to be an extra arm, but, uh, obviously Jake Berger's done well in his past couple of games and definitely deserved to be called up from AAA. Um, and then obviously Tim Anderson is in that equation as well. So you've got guys that actually deserved it. And then you've got the Zach Collins story where it's been like, well, is he really that good at catching? And now, yeah, he's actually kind of good at catching. Um, and now he might have gone from trade piece to you kind of need to keep him for the rest of the season with a potential uh, grand doll injury. Um, but, yeah, kudos to them. Uh, they definitely deserve a bit more credit uh, than normal, but um, I still would like them to use some of that capital that they have to get uh, a bit better in the spots that they need um, trade-wise by the deadline.
0: That is a fantastic segue, Darren Black. <laughs> See, it's like he, it's like he, he had... He wasn't off at all. It's like, who knows? Maybe you did talk to somebody else. Maybe this really is uh, Farm Podcast number nine. And I just am not aware that it got posted (laughs) or whatever. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, Darren. Uh, I have a question about Jake Berger that we'll uh, take uh, to start the second half. But then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, trade pieces and such with the system. Uh, So everybody sit tight. We will be back in just a minute.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
0: Hey, guess what? We're back. That was a fast minute. We are back. Uh, Darren Black is back with us uh, after his very brief uh, coronavirus uh, uh, scare. Uh, you know, listen, you, you, you sneeze these days and, uh, you know, I'm sorry, it's just we follow the major league team, uh, SB Nation, Southside Sox, and, you know, we got to sit you down for a couple days. And I'm sorry you were a little bored in the hotel room. I hope, uh, hope the minibar was well stocked enough. Uh, I got to watch a lot of ball, uh, some of it not so good. Uh, but good to have you back. Glad you're feeling better. And, uh, so of course, everybody, Darren Black is back with us. We're talking about the system. Uh, and in the second half of this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit, we're going to have an eye toward what, uh, sort of Darren alluded to. And that is, uh, maybe how the White Sox can perhaps put a couple names together that we talk about sometimes, uh, weekly, uh, in a package that might make the major league team better because ultimately that's what this is about. We don't need to be AAA champions or low A champions. And this year we're not going to be low A champions, even though Darren Black still has faith. Um, but let's talk first about the fact that in the, post uh i guess the most recent i think it was the most recent Southside sox podcast we talked and we were basically handicapping is it gonna be tim beckham getting called up or is it gonna be jake berger because it did seem like it was gonna be one of the two unless yaw mancada you know for once wasn't you know rolling around on the ground like alice ramirez and yeah. actually just shook it right off and played and started the very next game well it turns out obviously is hurt enough to be sitting out for a little bit uh and they did need somebody uh now of course, the biggest pro for Berger was that he was on the 40-man already. But I really did think, and I think the the vote was 3-2, to two, that it would be Tim Beckham. Uh, what was your thought, and uh, did they make the right move? Uh,
1: well, twenty twenty hindsight, I think they made the right move. But I didn't – before that happened, I, I wanted him to be up just because it would have been a really nice story to have that happen. Uh, but I really don't have much faith in his defense. Um, and I didn't think they were going to send down your mean Mercedes, but with the demotion of your mean Mercedes, he was kind of the just natural guy to go into that spot because he probably is going to be a DH for the rest of the season if they don't improve. in that kind of like backup corner infielder, uh, DH kind of guy. Um, but so far you, I think you just roll with them until you prove that he can't do it. Um, uh, or at least can't readjust to whenever the pitchers get up to his speed. Um, but it looks good right now. Um, I hope your mean gets back to it uh, when he's down there because, or at least starts catching a bit more. Uh, yeah. Cause that'd be nice if he could rediscover that. Uh, but he looks great right now. So I'll let him do his thing.
0: The uh, <laughs> some of the thinking is uh, with guys, and we've talked, we've alluded to this with Mike Adolfo still being in Birmingham, but, I would say one of the cons against having moved uh, Berger up and maybe going for Beckham, a guy who you can sort of burn. If he comes up for a couple of weeks, you know, you can just get rid of him. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. He's not part of the future. A Berger could, could hurt trade value. And the truth is he's mashing so well at Charlotte. If he was a trade chip, you'd want to keep him there. Is this an indication, obviously you got to You got to serve the the major league team and major league wins first and foremost, if not primarily. uh, But is this an indication that if there was a lot of hot action on Berger that he might still be in Charlotte?
1: Yeah, I I would kind of lean that way. I think right now, um, even just taking a step back and just looking at it, I think anybody that's maybe played at all for the White Sox this year, they are not looking to trade. Um, a because they're on forty man's, they've got experience with the team, um, and B like a guy for like a guy like Jake Berger, Jimmy Lambert, Jonathan Stever. Um, they are like pretty highly regarded prospects, especially Stever and Lambert, um, but they are not having fantastic seasons right now. Um, they're still controllable for a while. Right. Um, so that's why I always separate Mike Rodolfo because he this is his last 40 man season. They have to either keep him on the 26 man roster or DFA him next year. Uh, so he's kind of in limbo. Um, but I think if you just have that controllability right now, you're going to be on the team for the long haul. Um, and they're, they're able to keep Berger, Steve, or Lambert for another year or two. Yeah. Uh, so I think they stay put. Uh, I think if worst, like best case scenario, Jake Berger, like gives the Sox an opportunity to say, we don't need a DH. That'd be fantastic. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they still will probably need to get a guy, but I don't think they're going to trade Jake Berger to get that guy. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably going to be trading somebody that's in Winston-Salem or Canapolis, somebody like that.
0: Uh, okay. So the challenge I gave you, which was quite a challenge, again, right, coming right off of the inactive list, um, and that is, uh, I, I threw out five. Maybe we'll talk about more. Maybe we'll talk about fewer. Uh, I'm gonna guess we've already maybe referred to the number one guy, but uh, I'm curious to know uh, who you think are the most likely trade chips, the guys who might be most likely to move in a deal. It seems it would seem pretty clear the White Sox are gonna make a deal of some sort. Maybe it's gonna be just super minor. Um, you'd think they make something before any sort of waiver. I don't even remember how the mm-hmm. waiver thing has changed. If there is even a waiver date or it's all the same I date I don't now. think there is a
1: August whatever 30th, yeah, 30th. That's first. gone now. Yeah. I, don't, yeah, I think it's just all July.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess that's just a trivial – but it won't allow the White Sox to punt and make it just an even more minor. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to have, they're gonna have to make the trade. There won't be an Alex
1: Rios trade.
0: <laughs> so – uh, that said, uh, what are some names that jump to mind when you know I threw that out at you? As as you know, not to say we haven't talked about this maybe in the last few episodes, but uh, who's jumping out at you as a guy that would be really dangled that could help the White Sox even in even in a minor way, even like I say a platoon, like a lefty platoon bat it doesn't have to be an A player.
1: Yeah, so I we just talked about him. I still think it's Mike Adolfo because he's still high, highly 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 regarded prospect, and he's one of the few highly regarded prospects that are actually doing really well this season. He's still hitting the ball really well, not these past couple weeks, but he's still showing a lot of power. Um, his plate discipline is not so fantastic, uh, but the power and he's still walking about 10% of the time. So he's kind of making up for it there. Um, and then after that, I'm really just kind of looking at the younger guys, like how I mentioned earlier, if you're triple a on the 40 man, which is where like the Stevers, Lamberts, obviously Berger and sheets are, um, and those probably would be your next like, hey, if someone's looking to turn around a quick rebuild or just kind of see if they could put somebody out in rights to replace some older guy, like if you're the Orioles or Pirates, um, I think you would want to look towards the lower system for that. Um, and honestly, it's the two people that jumped out to me uh, at first um, after Jared Kelly, because right now Jared Kelly's hurt. So I don't know if any team would want to yeah. trade for him right now. Right. Um, it, it's Brian Ramos, Ramos and Jose Rodriguez. Um, they might be more like high leverage lottery tickets than anything, just because they're 19, 20 and in low A, but they're doing so well. And they are showing um, every positive thing with the bat right now. Like Jose Rodriguez has a very lively bat. If you have not seen clips of him from uh, our guy, Daniel Victor at all, like that uh, bat, the bat head just comes out firing every time. And it looks awesome when he hits a a double in the gap. Uh, He's also got really good speed. Um, I don't think he's going to end up being a shortstop, but they're really trying hard to to make him a shortstop. Um, And then obviously we talked about Brian Ramos earlier, really doing well this past couple of months. Um, And then after that, you kind of have to go straight towards the pitching. Um, Andrew Dahlquist has not looked great this season. He still has kind of a walk issue it's uh, 13% of the batters he faces are walks. And he's just, he's getting, I don't know whether to call it lucky or unlucky because uh, he has a 4'11 Uh That's very unlucky. But then about 50% of the batted balls he has are fly balls, but he has not allowed a home run. So it could, his season could be much worse, like ERA wise than six right now. Uh, but it's just, it's just not. Um, and he is supposed to have advanced command, doesn't really have it right now. Um, but, and, but he, the plus side of it is he has pretty good breaking pitches, a curveball slider. Um, I wish there was more data on that because I don't know what pitches he's getting crushed on. Uh, I usually just assume it's the fastball at that age because if you're not really throwing hard and he doesn't, he's not a hard thrower. Um, so that's just kind of how that comes down to. Um, but those four guys are kind of the top guys. And then after that, it's kind of like, well, if someone kind of likes Lenny and Sosa, maybe a bit more than others, um, just kind of. And then after that, it's kind of, kind of that. Okay.
0: Uh, to me, uh, you've grouped those four guys, but it really seems like Micah a different case because his clock is ticking. Um, yeah. First of all, let me betray how ignorant and I am about sort of some of this stuff and ask you when, if Micah was traded, uh, what, what is what is portable with his control is the, his receiving team still going to be as limited in terms of what they need to do with him um, or is, does something open up where they they have a, any more control with what they can do with him?
1: yeah no so that's why he he probably isn't worth as much as like if he was just Jake Berger with the same optionality and stuff he'd be worth a, a bit more now yeah. Um, but even if he's traded, whatever team that is, we'll still have to decide, do we DFA this guy or do we keep him on the major league roster? I'm guessing if he is traded, he'll just be on whatever team's major league roster just to see what he can, what he can do. I think that'd be smart. Um, but yeah, so no matter what, whatever team has to decide if he's going to be in the majors in 2021, So so
0: that's what I was getting at. Even though he seems to be like the most obvious and he's not an unattractive candidate, of course, Yeah, it will break Tommy Barbie's heart when he gets traded. (laughs) Um, uh, he's really a guy that's uh he gets dealt and it's for one of those i think i made an allusion to you know a a, a real small need maybe like a platoon lefty bat who's ready to 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 plug right in he's not going to be he's not going to he's not going to get us um he's not going to be part of like an adam frazier deal now these other three guys um all seem to be particularly rodriguez and ramos um maybe the two most exciting talents in the system those guys being chips in your mind is that that's not toward just fulfilling sort of this small uh, rent-a-player need. Uh, we would be looking f- no, for more yeah. in a deal
1: like that. Yeah. For, for those guys, it wouldn't be like, I wouldn't, uh, I would obviously love Eduardo Escobar, but I wouldn't trade Mike Adolfo and one of those guys for Eduardo Escobar as a rental. Um, but it, to go back to that, that's kind of, why it's a bummer that Kelly is not, is hurt and wasn't having a good season. That's why it's a bummer that Benjamin Bailey was having a bad year. That's why, that's why it's a bummer that Matthew Thompson hasn't been pitching well recently and having a bad year. Uh, like they're top guys, that I would have said, yeah, like if you can try to get some actual good controllable Adam Frazier type guy, um, I would have gone straight to those guys and said, yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, they're going to have to play more on the margins with it, with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure like I'm sure the Dodgers would just love to have Jose Rodriguez or somebody. Obviously, they're not a seller, but a team, if there, if any rebuilding teams are thinking like that, um, I think any of those guys would love Rodriguez or Ramos because Ramos is a great bat. Uh, but I they're not they're obviously not top 100 prospects, but they're also like pretty, pretty good at what they do. So they're not. Like it's not. I'm not saying like they're going to trade Luis Gonzalez and get <laughs> right. like some amazing all-star. Well,
0: and let um, me take let me take that a step further. Um, basically, what we're talking about here, because this you've just given us you've you've laid out your headline talent to go in a trade. It's unrealistic for us to expect anything of, of real significance with what they have to deal particularly when you throw in the fact that some of the guys they might have been able to package uh, Jose Rodriguez and, and Jared Kelly or something I don't know um, from a legit guy who might be controllable for a couple of years you know not just a rent-a-player not just maybe an old maybe an older a more veteran player um, they really don't have the pieces we can't really expect I mean, of course, there's maybe there magic can happen, but we can't realistically expect a significant trade with what the White Sox have to offer.
1: No, uh, again, the prospects that are fantastic are on the major league roster. And yeah. that's awesome that a lot of them did work out, but you've got, obviously, the Rutherfords or the Gonzalez's, those guys that didn't work out, like Alec Hansen. Like, I always forget about him, but Alec Hansen mm-hmm. should be included in that. That just didn't work out. Um, so, and I don't think especially now like with the Grendel, maybe injury we don't know what's happening maybe Zach Collins could have been a guy um, some people would have wanted to trade um, i would not have agreed with that but i wouldn't have been opposed to trading gonzalez for a better corner outfielder or, or just a better hitter just playing better hitter at second or dh um, but now you got to kind of keep them and now you got to look to towards uh the lower minors to really replace your guys because heading into the season it was Vaughn, Kopech, Madrigal, Crochet were your top four prospects. Three of them are indispensable to your championship team, mm-hmm. and the other one is out for the season. So you can't really do anything about that. Yeah.
0: And the guys who are more indispensable now, and, and they are – well, a guy like Vaughn has proven himself um, fairly adequately at the major level. Uh, certainly very early small sample size returns, both Berger and Sheets, certainly don't seem like they, they don't belong, um, at least in some sort of role. Yeah. Um, but that said, you've got these guys, I mean, obviously, uh, to whatever, uh, certainly Michael Kopech and Garrett Crochet uh, are maybe different cases, certainly Kopech is. Um, and then you've got guys like the the Vaughns, who I think are certainly highly valued, and they'd be highly valued around the league, but mm-hmm. you, you can't make a deal. I mean, as the, there's not really much you can do in dealing from the major league roster, even if the Pittsburgh Pirates Ooh, no. saw appeal in Andrew Vaughn, hey, this guy's a monster hitter, he could be our first baseman for 12 years you know, I I'm, it's going to be, it's hard to imagine how those deals are made, whether the White Sox are even willing to do it, which they probably wouldn't be wise to do. Uh, there's just not a lot of puzzle pieces coming together that would bring back significant um, headline kind of talent, correct?
1: Yeah, correct. And to like go along with that, the coming into the season, their best group of guys would have been relievers. Mm-hmm. And now right now, I'm not sure if anybody would kind of agree with that any longer with Matt Foster yeah. not doing so well, right. Cody Hoyer not doing so well. Um, so maybe someone would have said, Oh, that guy looks interesting. Um, let's just improve somewhere else. Uh, but then again, you also have to look at AAA and say, if you trade, like if you go back to Zach Collins, if you traded Zach Collins for a second baseman, then you're really comfortable with Sebby Gonzalez coming up uh, who's striking out like 43% of the time in Charlotte to be your backup. <laughs> catcher and possibly starting catcher if Grandal is hurt. So you just kind of always got to keep that in the back of your mind for guys that are position groups that they don't really have a ton of depth to them. Like right now outfield, uh, they have depth. It's just three guys are hurt. So uh then they're already stretched thin there just com- coming from that, but if sounds like angle's going to come back this week, um Eloy keeps Eloy keeps like, <laughs> jumping the gun on everything. <laughs> And really making us really happy and then wondering, well, what is he talking about? He just
0: shows up in the city they're playing next.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, Eli, well, I'll play your bag. And then we, we're not really sure what's going on with Robert. Um, but if all of the, if two, if two of those guys are back and healthy, maybe by the last week of July, maybe you say, okay, thank you, Gavin Sheets for playing really well for a month. Maybe someone would want you in that kind of situation. Um, but that's more wait and see to see if everyone's actually healthy and ready to go.
0: Yeah, it's a little frustrating because we want to talk about deals and uh, it just, it, it does seem like what we need to be angling for is something uh, pretty minor. And then it starts to get scary on the White Sox side because it's like, I, I mean, you, I think you, I think you said like Jose Rodriguez for to get Ed, uh, Eduardo Escobar. That would make my head explode. I would, I would start to cry. Yeah. And I'm not, a, I'm not a prospect supporter, but it's like, okay, come on really, really. Um, but I mean, I, that's not an unreasonable thing to bring up and who knows, it could happen. Uh, you know, it, it would, so that's the scary part of the way, you know, do you feel yeah. forced to make a move? And then, you know, if there's enough bidders out there, then are you going to have to come up with something that might be more than you want to give up yeah. because you're getting scared and you're like not able to beat, oh, I don't know, Detroit, and Minnesota. And so yeah, things are starting to get
1: scary, even though you got yeah. a big division lead. Um, and it's just been kind of weird uh, just in Major League Baseball this season because two weeks ago I would have said the Cubs are not going mm-hmm. uh, to gonna trade people, and now it looks like they probably should. <laughs> yeah. And I would have said the Reds definitely were going to trade like Tucker Barnhart, maybe see if they could get Joey Votto somewhere else, and now they're in second in their division. Mm. Um, and then the NL East is all like, just the weirdest division in baseball. Right. Um, you don't really know who's going to win that at that point. Um, it's there's not there's not a ton of teams with a ton of guys to trade and in this day and age of baseball where there are clear teams tanking uh, like I Bob Nightingale wrote about how those facts are looking at Trevor Story I, I don't think they have anything to get Trevor Story um, but like it's like in Colorado it's literally you would just kind of want Herman Marquez or Trevor Story like there's not a ton of guys going around right now because there's two wildcard teams now. They're really bad teams that don't really have any good players because they're right. doing that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just it's just odd. I remember so those days. <laughs> yes. Not too long ago for the Sox. No uh, Sanchez. Uh,
0: no offense, Yolmer. Uh okay. Uh um uh, Darren doesn't know it, but his assignment, uh, because, you know, when you go on the, um, the, 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 the COVID uh, injured list, you know, when you're just forced to sit for a couple days, it's just a formality. It's a formality. We've seen it happen with the socks, right? Um, but you get, you get a little dossier because you got to, you, you get homework. Let's face it. You got to keep working. You're getting paid. You got to keep working. Uh, so the next time, if, if it was to happen again, um, and there's just a little congestion that you know we just got to be real careful with. Uh, in his dossier, uh, his cha- uh, Darren's assignment, he doesn't know it yet. His assignment is going to be to put together a Bryce Harper deal. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he'll.
1: <laughs> I will give uh, the they, could, they could the put together a second... White Sox top thirty. <laughs> I was
0: going to say they could put together a whole second Arizona team and just trade it to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Jose Rodriguez says I'm demoted. What? But anyway, but still hey, no laughing. That will be your assignment. So just um, don't get sick again. Uh, okay, well, uh, Darren Black is back healthy. He is with us uh, every week uh, on the farm. Obviously, the whole podcast shuts down if he's not around. So <laughs> he's a core player. Yeah. He's the Bryce Harper of the Southside Sox on the farm podcast. Um, uh, next, uh, edition, we should have uh, Sean Williams with us. Uh, he's going to talk, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Austin city limits down there in Arizona. Uh, he will probably have some photographs already. He will actually have seen, I think at least one game, I think he's been trying to hit about a game a week. So that'll be something, uh, fun in our next edition. And, um, I suppose the theme of, you know, who can you trade, who do you trade? It might come up again. I suppose we have this month to talk about it, even though.
1: Yeah. Busy month is, for trades.
0: It is a little bit more, um, you know, fan, you know, and you're not going to get these crazy, you know, you, Darren's talked all of us down already just saying, hey, but there's not much we yeah. can really get. So just, yeah. you know, temper. My
1: hypothetical Bryce Harper trade will not be Luis Gonzalez and Blake Rutherford. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but wait, somebody told me Blake Rutherford was a top under prospect once, a top 50 prospect once. What? <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it, it is funny to think that, yeah, you could probably put together like a top 10 and wonder if you could get Bryce Harper with that. But anyway, it's, again, it's still, you got to figure it out. You have to figure <laughs> it out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be the challenge. So again, don't cough again, because if we hear it, we got to put you in the hotel again, restock the <laughs> minibar and uh, get you on that Bryce deal Uh, because you'll know, clearly Rick Hahn and the front officer listens to us and realizes and respects yeah. our wisdom including the fact that you're tempering enthusiasm here because we can't be talking trevor story we can't really be talking adam frazier it's great to talk about but who, who's what Eloy's in that deal i mean who, who's going for these guys who we have control over for a little bit of time and who can make a, a, a big time impact not a little you know platoon impact um so
1: yeah
0: i want to talk i want to dream on exciting trades but i mean we also have to be realistic. And the truth is, as you point out, listen, we've got all, we've got so many guys in the majors now. And, you know, some of them are, you know, they're, I don't say role players, but I mean, you know, Jake Berger is not probably ever going to be a great defender. So in that sense, in the majors, he's a role player. So, and we're, it's a mash unit still. So it's yeah. not even full strength. You know, if it was a full strength yeah, team, we'd no. be, you know, we'd be able to flex a muscle. And guys like Gavin Sheath and Jake Berger would be mashing at a perhaps as, guys who might be attractive to teams more so than... But now the Fox
1: need them to perform in the majors. (laughs) In
0: right field, in left field, at third base. Catcher. (laughs) Converter catch. Yeah, so uh, anyway, we we will uh, be talking about, you know, not exclusively, but we'll have a focus on Arizona next edition, but uh, we might even uh, squeeze (sighs) because... got to get my money's worth out of this guy. We may squeeze two in the course of the next uh, seven days and, and get right back and talk a little bit more, just the regular affiliate rundown as well and mm-hmm. less focus on Arizona, but we will be doing that soon, probably sooner than a week from now. Uh, but again, everybody, thank you for listening, reading uh, uh, Darren's uh, nightly updates twice a week, get a big chunk of them. I don't know when you're going to turn around your season, Darren. I'm the only one with a winning record covering this yeah. lousy organization. Huh? Step it uh, up. Must
1: have gotten some canapolis rain delays in there. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Canapolis just has never played on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and of course the the weeklies and the monthlies. Appreciate you doing that, uh, Darren. It's a very popular feature. And check out uh this morning's it is the uh Latest week in the White Sox organization, um, and we'll see. Maybe we'll maybe there'll be a new uh, trade room to we'll talk about uh, with uh, Sean next edition or uh, next week when we meet up again. But uh, thanks, Darren, for joining. Welcome back. Glad you're healthy. Uh, mm. and, um, I hope that Cannonballers cat, uh, cap comes soon so they can turn their season around, and you can be uh, you don't have to be capless because that's that's yeah. not fun. That's I not fair. One. It's not fair. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, hey, more Southside Sox podcast, I'm sure, just right around the corner. Thanks for listening.